And I want to encourage all of you to keep our trust in God because God never fails, never fails. You know, many times in the past, I've had many conversations with Pastor Joe um, in the past, um, speaking about the different challenges that he, uh, situations that he's been in, challenging situations where he's found himself and his family. I remember many times that when he's felt concerned about it, he would always say, say to me that he would always hear this voice in his ears saying to him, do you trust me? Do you trust me? And clearly that was God speaking to me. And on every occasion, whenever he heard that voice, he said, Lord, you know, I, I just give it to you. And every time without fail, the Lord came through. So I feel as for us as the church, that the Lord is saying the same thing to us in this new season where Pastor Joe has passed on. He's saying to us, church, do you trust me? And I encourage you, church, let us trust God. Let's trust him, let's look to him. And to be fair, if there was ever a time for us as Christian life fellowship to trust God, it is now. You know, Psalms chapter nine, verse 10, it says, those who know your name trust you because you have not abandoned any who seek you, Lord. As we trust him, he will never abandon us. And as we seek him, he will always take us through. You know, one of the wonderful things about Pastor Joseph is that he lived a life that was greater than himself, you know, which was really to advance the kingdom of God. And he left an amazing legacy and a blueprint for us to build up really a kingdom legacy. And today really, um, for what I'm sharing, I guess if I, if I can give today a title, it will be Kingdom Legacy. And I want to encourage every single one of us, each other one of us, to live a life, live for something that is greater than yourself within the context of advancing the kingdom of God. Look what it says in this scripture, in John chapter 12, verse 24. It says, Jesus said, unless a kernel of wheat is planted in the soil and dies, it remains alone. But its death will produce many new kernels now see a kernel this is going by you know a lot of the time the bible uses the, the analogy of things within the farming industry okay um and this is another example of this because the whole issue of aspect of farming and, and planting etc it relates so much to to life and god's kingdom but a kernel in this scripture is a seed basically um and it's a seed that's used uh within uh within wheat um, and apparently each tiny seed um, each tiny kernel produces three distinct parts which are separated during the whole uh, milling process when it comes to producing flour because you know, wheat um, helps to produce flour. Apparently it's estimated that just one seed, one kernel will produce a stalk that bears three heads of wheat. Now in each of these heads, apparently they're like up to like between 15 and 35 seeds altogether they help to produce up to say three um, i think it's 100 kernels from one stalk so once you plant one of these seeds they produce 10,000 other seeds which is just ridiculous so when those seeds are replanted they produce a million plus seeds now if you keep replanting you keep sowing and replanting literally there'll be enough wheat to cover the whole earth and as we know wheat is in every country wheat is in in every place 
in the earth. You know, and this is demonstrating the type of impact that a person can have when they sow a seed into a cause. It's an example of seeds producing even more seeds. You know, and for many of us, you know, um, the seeds that Pastor Joe has sown within us and through this seed, the church was birthed. Christian Life Fellowship Medway was birthed through him sowing the seed. He was the one that decided, you know, let's, let's plant, plant a church in Medway. And many years later, here we are. So this is seeds producing seeds. And it's amazing what one person who is committed or wants to commit their life to Christ can do, where they can start and how they can build. You know, and I, str I strongly, strongly believe one of the reasons why Pastor Joe was so passionate about planting churches and impacting God's kingdom was because he recognized the importance of investing in people and making a difference to uh, the generations ahead. And that's exactly what he's done. He's left a legacy, a kingdom legacy that we can all build on for generations to come. Very similar to how Jesus, when he sowed into the 12, he still 12 disciples and through them, a legacy was left. You know, the scriptures explain with regards to um, the disciples that uh, Peter, James and John, you know, when they met Jesus, their goal in life at the time was to make a, make a living. But when Jesus invited them to follow, to follow him, their goal changed from making a living to making a difference. I see every day he's inviting each and every one of us to do the same thing, to make a difference to those around us. In fact, he's inviting, I'll say this, he's inviting every one of us to find a need that no one is meeting and to just give yourself to it. No, even this, find the need that maybe people, some people are, are, are meeting already, but it's of interest to you in whatever way. But using your own unique gifting to minister to that need, do so as well and give yourself to it. You know, when Jesus asked the disciples to leave their jobs, you know, he said to them, you know, put down everything and follow me. They left their job, they left their former security. In a sense, what he did was that he turned their world upside down. Because before they met Jesus, their jobs was, was their security. It was their identity in one sense. But Jesus told them to pack in their job following him. But as soon as they said yes to him, the Bible says that they became so, well, the Bible explains that they became so successful in what they did that even their enemies accuse them of turning the world upside down. And that's what they have done. They've literally turned the world upside down because a seed was sown within them through Jesus. They followed him. They surrendered to him. They poured their life into advancing the kingdom of God. And all of us now are beneficiaries from it. But I'm telling you, church, we can do exactly the same. And the same way that Jesus sowed seed into his disciples, the same way that Pastor Joe has sown seeds into us, and the same way that through the seed that we have received from uh, those of us that have known Pastor Joe, and we have sown it into others, all of you that are online right now, one way or another, a seed has been sown into you through 
some of the people that are, that are either part of the service today or maybe they're not logged in. But one way or another, a seed has been sown from somebody connected to the Christian life fellowship. Otherwise, you would not be online today. And that is the importance of seed sowing, giving your own, giving of yourself to things that are that are bigger than you. Really sense the Lord is encouraging us, church, to really pursue this. You know, as I was preparing for this word, uh, there was a, a word that I that I that I got a sense that God was saying this to us at the church. He's saying to us, to fear not, but to be of good cheer. So that I am the one that overcomes and I am with you. I'll say it again. Fear not to be of good cheer. For I am the one, in other words, the Lord, he is the one that overcomes. And I am with you. You know, linked with that, there's a promise from God's word. That's as true today as when it was first spoken. And it's in Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10. It says this. It says, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed. For I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Isaiah 41 10. You know, in the scripture, the term righteous right hand or God's right hand speaks of his willingness and his power to work on your behalf. God will work on your behalf. God is always willing to stand with you in every situation and the Bible, when the Bible talks about his right hand it speaks about the power that God has to work on your behalf in all that you do in fact two chapters uh, down in Isaiah 43 1 it says God has taught it says God, God said the same thing to the same people it says fear not for I have redeemed you and I have called you by your name and you are mine church were reminded that we are gods we are his children and in this scripture he's reminding us that as we are his that he owns every single one of us and believe me anything that god owns he takes care of so god will take care of each and every one of us in this season you know we know pastor joe left an amazing legacy both spiritually and naturally you know, yesterday I was um, part of like a, a, a prayer meeting uh, with some of the uh, uh, the stronger men ministry. Different ones were just giving their testimonies about Pastor Joe, their experiences with him, the time with him, just different stories um, uh, about their just their their memories of, of being with him. And it was it was difficult to hear because obviously you know we're all missing him. But at the same time, it was amazing to hear the type of impact that uh, he. He has had on people amazing impact. He has left an amazing legacy. Spiritually, he's left a legacy. The way that the church is now, as we all know, we started in Greenwich. Maybe some of you don't know, we all started in Greenwich 20 odd years ago. And now we have branches pretty much in, in so many countries around the world. But naturally, he's left an amazing impact relationally. Jesus gave the example of spending time with people, sowing into people. 
When people mourn, you mourn with them. When people are weeping, you weep with them. This is what Pastor Joe did over the years. And this is why his loss is so difficult because of the type of relational uh, influence that he had on so many of us. But he has left such an amazing legacy for every single one of us to follow. Hence why this is the title of my word is Kingdom Legacy. So really it's fitting for every single one of us to ask ourselves the question, what will my legacy be? Or ask yourself, what will your legacy be? What will your legacy be? What will my legacy be? Legacy is simply something that we leave behind to the next generation. It can be possessions that we leave, that we place in the hands of others. You know, it could be properties, finance, whatever it is. That's one example. Pastor Joe, again, you know, from, from being a trustee within the church, I know that he, he sowed amazingly with his finance and with his, uh, with his assets. He sowed into the church. Legacy could be that you leave, you leave principles with people, principles that people can live and they can carry beyond their lives. That's another legacy you can leave. Again, Pastor Joe did that on so many levels. He left us with so many things about the importance of praying. Everyone knows Pastor Joe was somebody that always spent time praying. And the thing that I that I want to think about that really um, is really encouraging and very real is that he didn't like praying. But yet he dedicated his life to praying. Isn't that amazing? Something that you don't even like doing, but you, because you know the impact, because you recognize the power of prayer, because you recognize how how influential prayer was. Because he recognized that if he wanted to get to a certain level, he had to spend time praying, spending time in God's presence and seeking him. Even though naturally he did not like it, he literally gave himself to prayer. And that's a principle that he left with us, to continue to pray. Another principle that he left with us is to pursue the things on your heart wholeheartedly. You know, many times, you know, we, we have things in our hearts that God has placed within our hearts. But then when we think about it, we think, and we look at it, we're thinking, like, how can I do this? Can I really put this in play? Can I really go to a, a foreign nation and, and, and uh, you know, establish some kind of business? Can I really uh, uh, begin a, a new career at the age that I'm at now? Can I really, you know, you know, raise finances in order to do this particular thing. Things that are bigger than you, that God has laid on your heart. As I said, one of the things he left was that he always gave you a desire to do what's on your heart. He would never say to you, no, 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 sorry, that one, yes, no. I think that's a bit much for you. Never. He would always say, listen, if that's on your heart, pursue it. Pursue it. Trust God and pursue it. And that's an example of a principle that, or a legacy, that each and every one of us can leave. Pastor Joe has done that. Another one here is that, you know, um, legacy, is that it, it can be that uh, the influence that you have on people, that you leave a legacy where you influence people and you make their lives better as a result of them knowing you. 
Once again, Pastor Joe has done that. There's not a single person that has known Pastor Joe whose life has not been bettered in, in different ways as a result of it. What a legacy to leave, to leave. And I'm encouraging every single one of us to, to, to really be deliberate about leaving these types of legacies. You know, the Bible says that it's appointed to man once to die and then the judgment. In Ecclesiastic, it said that the time to live and the time to die. The emphasis on, on those scriptures that is the word time. Because a time is coming where we are going to have to stand before God and we breathe our last. Only God knew when he was going to take Pastor John. And only God knows when he's going to take you. Only God knows when I'm going to go. But there are two things I want us to be mindful of when it comes to this whole aspect of kingdom legacy. Number one is that today is all you've got. You know, there's a, there's a gravestone, a uh, famous gravestone apparently that, that has this written on it. It says, I expected this, but not just yet. I expected this, not what I expected that, but not just yet. Somebody had that written on their gravestone. Because no one knows. No one knows the day that they're going to breathe their last. For somebody in the world, today is their last day. We all hope and long that uh, you know we live long lives, but none of us can guarantee tomorrow. So today is what you've got. Today is a gift. Use today, and whatever you need to do today, do it. Famous scripture in Proverbs twenty-seven one said, "Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring." Whatever is on your heart today, all of you listening, whatever that is on your heart today, I encourage you. As much as you are physically able, spiritually able, financially able, whatever, pursue and go ahead and do it. As the Lord is leading you, go ahead and do it. We are all spirit beings. We're not telling us to do things that are uh, emotionally led. I'm talking to you as children of God, as Christians, as, as, as uh, born-again believers. As you feel that the Lord is speaking to you about a particular thing, do not delay whatever it is and respond in obedience to whatever God has placed in your heart and do that today. The second thing I want us to bear in mind, so one of them, that's it, is today's all you've got. The second thing is to leave no, the second thing is that you will leave a legacy, which seems obvious. You will. But what kind of legacy will you leave? Is my question to you. Every single person will leave some form of legacy. But what type of legacy will you leave? We've touched on Pastor Jim and the type of legacy that he has left. And we are so blessed, those of us that have known him, to be part of the legacy that he's left. The scripture says in Proverbs 13, 22. Says a good person leaves an inheritance for his children's children, but a sinner's wealth is stored up for the righteous. Notice it says a good man or woman can leave a legacy that blesses the next two generations, your children's children. That is amazing. 
And Pastor Joe has done that. He has left a legacy that goes beyond him. It goes beyond the next generation and the generation after that because of the principles that he has laid, because of the lives that he has touched. And I'm so encouraged when I think of that in terms of my life, that I want to make sure that I leave a legacy where any person that comes into contact with me, that I'm ministering to them as the Lord leads me, that I am influencing them as the Lord leads me, So two things, ask yourself. One, how do you want to be remembered by your loved ones, those around you? Second thing, when your time runs out, will you continue to influence others for good and for God? See, we're talking about kingdom legacy. When it comes to your legacy, you know, there are things that we need to keep in mind. I mentioned those things. Being remembered by your loved ones. Continuing to influence others for good, but also definitely for God. The reality is that nobody really will care about the legacy that you leave as much as you. So we all need to be intentional about the, the legacy that we want to, to leave. And also, the sum of how you live each day, that becomes your legacy. In other words, add up each of your actions over many years, and you will see your legacy beginning to take shape. It's over an accumulation of, of, of days, of, 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 of months, of years, the actions over a period of time. That will demonstrate to you the type of legacy that you are going to leave. Church, I encourage you to begin today. Your life isn't just for you. Seriously, it's not just for you. Your life is, is bigger because God wants to use every single one of us to influence those around us in our immediate uh, circles, but even more importantly, he wants to use us to influence generations to come. So I want to encourage you, anything that God has put on your heart to do, pursue it with all your heart. Speak to people about maybe putting things in place. Nobody is an island, if I have this, uh, this, this saying says. Use people around you that are like-minded, that have faith and that their trust is in God. You use them to help to strategize whatever it is that God has placed in your heart to do in order for you to leave the legacy that God wants you to leave. You know, there's a, there's a book uh, called Inspiration and Ideals by uh, an author, very, um, well, I was going to say very old author, but old in one sense. His name is Grenville uh, Kleisner. In the 18th century, this, this author was very well known for writing inspirational books. Uh, and guides about personal development, um, almost like a kind of like a, a, a life coach, if I could use that expression, but in the 18th century. Uh, and this book that he wrote called Inspiration and Ideals is a very interesting section about, about the book. And I want to read it out to you. It says this, it says, your life is like a book. The title page is your name. 
the preface is your introduction to the world. So the pages are like a daily chronicle of your efforts, your trials, of your pleasures, treasures, of your discouragements, of your ambitions, and your achievements, day by day. Day by day, your thoughts and acts are being inscribed as evidence of your success or your failure. Hour by hour, the record is being made, which must stand for all time. One day, the word fini or finish must be written. Let it then be said of your book that it is a record of a noble purpose, a generous service, and a work well done. And that is so true. And this goes back to what I said before, that your legacy is an accumulation of what you do on a day-to-day basis. So right now, look back at what you are doing. Look back on, on how your life is being lived. You know, the wonderful thing about God's word is that it's, it, it shows us how we should be. You know, and when, you know, we're privileged, you know, in my position to be able to share and speak God's word to you. And as I speak God's word, it helps you to reflect on, on your own life. And the legacy that God wants us to live, it is made up of how we live on a day-to-day basis. So I want to encourage you, whatever you're doing on a day-to-day, surrender it to God. Give it to the Lord. I said to you already, you know, one of the principles passages left left with us is about prayer. At times, it's not about doing things because you like them, because, as I said before, Pastor Joe did not like praying at all. And for many of us, you know, praying is, is a struggle. But he dedicated his life to it. And through prayer is why he was able to make the impact that he made. Because he went above and beyond in prioritizing the things of God. Prayer being an an example. And through prioritizing prayer, he was able to achieve so much. The Bible says that the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. In other words, if you pray and you seek God in the position of somebody who God perceives as being righteous, you know, Bible says all sinners. But when we come before God in repentance and humility, recognizing that without him we could do nothing. And we recognize that when he died on the cross, just as we had communion earlier on, that only uh, led us in. And the wine that we drank, which represents his blood, that blood that washed and purifies us. Because of that, we are now in right standing with God. So in that position, when we come before God in humility, Bible says when we pray, that our prayers are effective. That when we pray fervently, when we ask God with our heart, we're seeking God for a particular thing. Bible says that those praying in that way makes things many things available in other words you receive uh, your answers god moves on your behalf so let's give ourselves to the things that god has put in our hearts and live wholeheartedly for it you know most of us we don't we don't choose none of us choose when we're going to die 
We don't know how we're going to die. That's, no, no, no one knows. But every single one of us gets to decide how we're going to live. So church, I want to encourage you to live for God. Live for his kingdom. And in doing so, leave a legacy, leave a kingdom legacy for others to follow. Just like how Pastor Joe has done. At this time, I want us to pray. I want us to pray. I want us to bring uh, the family, Pastor Joe's family. That is Pastor Aisha, uh, his wife. I want us to bring the children, Daniel, Carice, and Joel. And just join me as I pray. As you can imagine, for, for us as a church, it's been a battle. It's been a struggle. But how much more for the immediate family? They need our prayers. So right now, just agree with me as I pray and I bring them before the Lord. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for blessing us and blessing, our oh God, the church with Pastor Isha. Daniel, Carice, and Joel, the children. We want to bring them before you. And we ask, oh God, that Lord, that you will encourage them, that you will send them your peace, that pass will understand you, that you will strengthen them, oh God, that you will visit them daily. Father, you know what they need at this time. Father, you know how they're feeling. You know, oh God, exactly how they are internalizing this whole situation. And we are praying that, Lord, that you will minister to them, that you will encourage them, that you will visit them daily. That all that they need, oh God, in season, that you will give to them, Father. We also pray you will unite them with the family. That, Lord, that you will grant them your supernatural strength. Help them in the days and in the weeks and in the months ahead, Father God. Even as they sleep, we pray that, Lord, that you help them to sleep soundly. Speak to them in their dreams and give them your supernatural peace. Father, we thank you for your hand upon them. And we pray, oh God, that you will just help them to honor you and to trust in you with all their hearts. So God, bless this family to your glory. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Also, I want us to pray for members. Well, I want to pray for our members. Those who are really struggling as a result of Pastor Joe's passing. I want to pray for you. If that's you, just lift your hands where you are. I want to pray with you for God's strength to be with you. So Father, we bring our church before you as well. Father, we ask and pray that, Lord, that you would just release strength upon every member of our church, every individual, those especially who are really coming, finding it hard to come to terms with what has happened. I pray your peace to be upon them. I pray, oh God, that, Lord, that you will encourage them. Help them, oh God, to take on the baton that has been left by Pastor Jim and to now pursue, to overtake and to recover all with joy, with a hunger, with a zeal, oh God, all that you've imparted in us, oh God, through the seeds sown by Pastor Joe, we pray that as a church help us right now to take it forward. But though we are praying, oh God, that Lord, that you will strengthen us in this season. Encourage those that need encouragement. Give peace to those that need your peace. Strengthen those that need your strength. And help us, oh God, to be united in looking to you. So Father, we thank you. We pray that you have your way in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Amen. I also want to pray concerning us leaving the kingdom legacy as I prayed into. Again, just agreeing as I pray into this. Father, you've heard this word this morning. Lord, I pray that you will help us to really live a life where we leave a kingdom legacy. 
Lord, we thank you for all the seeds that have been stolen by uh, Pastor Joe. Right now, we want to just build on all that he has left with us, but also help us, oh God, as your children, every single person, from the youngest to the oldest, to leave a legacy that honors you, a kingdom legacy, oh God, where we advance your kingdom. Help us to empty ourselves, oh God, into causes that you have put in our hearts, so that, Lord, your name may be glorified, Lord, that we do. So we thank you and we pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Finally, I want to pray for those who have joined us here. You may not know the Lord. You know, all this, uh, all, the, all that I've said with regards to leaving a legacy. You're in a position that you don't even know the Lord yourself. I want to give you an opportunity. I mentioned the scripture before. The Bible says that it's appointed first to die for man, first to die and then the judgment. Nobody knows the day they're going to leave this earth. And the reality is, is that every single one of us is going to stand before God and give an account of our lives. Heaven and hell are very real places, but you don't have an automatic ticket to heaven. The Bible says that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father, the Father, God the Father that resides in the heaven, in the heavenly place. That's where he is. But only through Jesus can you enter and be with the Father. So I want to give you an opportunity this morning to receive Jesus, to receive salvation. God forbid if you were to leave or die today without Jesus. The reality is, and I have to say this, that heaven is not where you're going to go. God doesn't want anybody to go to hell. But there are many people in hell because they have not received Jesus. Today I want to give you an opportunity to receive him. So if that's you, if you want to receive the Lord, just quickly, just, just uh, uh, um, uh, repeat this prayer after me. Heavenly Father, I come before you this morning. I surrender all to you. I acknowledge that I am a sinner and I want to surrender my life to you. Forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me, O oh God, with your blood. From this day forth, I choose to live for you. And I surrender all to you from this day. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you pray that prayer from your heart, then congratulations, you are now a child of God. It's a wonderful decision that you've made. I want to encourage you, whoever's invited you to the service today, uh, to get in touch with them. And, and then separately, uh, they can contact myself, Pastor Nicholas, or any of the ministers, and we can help you on this journey. Uh, by reaching out to you and just speaking to you about uh, the next steps to take. So please, if that's you, get in touch with us. There's also after service, there's also prayer. So if you uh, want to discuss further, you want to pray into anything after service, uh, feel free to uh, um, put your hands up in the chat uh, and the team will contact you. Uh, well, sorry, they'll, they'll allocate you to a room to be prayed into. Amen.